Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers of all ages, welcome back to the comic book broadcast, your home for all things inside the realm of nerdum. I am your host, Admin Nemesis, and tonight our Death Eaters consist of Bullseye, Doctor Doom, Sinestro, and Black Manta. Brawlers, tonight we are comparing two of the biggest properties in nerdum. It's Star Trek and Harry Potter. We are going to talk our favorites from each universe, what we love that's inspired by each, what, where we think each could have improved, and what we'd like to see moving forward. So get on your brooms and set those phasers to stun. It's episode 22, Space, the Final Frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Uh, my fellow villains, welcome back, and welcome to the Forbidden Forest. How y'all doing tonight? Pretty good. Excited to boldly go where many people have gone before. <laughs> yeah, we're doing good over here. I am stuffed and happy, so I cannot complain. Yes, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And Manta, welcome back. It's been far too long, sir. Yeah, you know, trying to coach freshman champions around here, you know, it's hard work, but someone has to do it. Well, it's great to have you back. And uh, rolling into it, Brawlers, in case you missed it, here are this week's headlines. Major casting news for Superman Legacy. Nicholas Holt has been cast as Lex Luthor. I think he comes as a welcome casting. I cannot wait to see what he does with the role. Skylar Gizondo has been cast as Jimmy Olsen. And Sarah Sampio has been cast as Eve Tessmacher, really rounding out the cast. Listen, I expect set photos to start popping up sometime in the new year. Francis Lawrence has given us an update on Constantine II, saying in part, We managed to wrangle some control and started working on some ideas for Constantine II, which we're really excited about. It's still at the very beginning as the strike put it on hold for a little bit. So we're probably going to start getting back together after Thanksgiving and dig back into it and crack at it. I cannot wait to see what they come up with for Constantine 2. Very excited to see Keanu back in the role. In Marvel news, and this is spoiler territory, so you have been warned. Kelsey Grammer is confident Beast will return in the MCU. He said, and I quote, it is my hope that you will see Beast again. I can say with a certain amount of confidence that you will. I would love to. He added, I've always wanted to play him again. I see him as an extraordinary character, a real character of gravitas and importance in our culture. I'm delighted Beast is back and hope he's back in a real way. John Hamm said in a recent interview that he would still love to be a part of the MCU. Hamm was once rumored for the role of Mr. Sinister and went on to mention Dr. Doom by name. What role would you brawlers like to see him play? And finally, in this Thanksgiving Newsweek, Dave Filoni has been promoted to CCO of Lucasfilm. He will work directly with Kathleen Kennedy. I cannot stress how awesome of a promotion that is. Congratulations to Dave. It is well earned. He has given us nothing but fantastic Star Wars shows. I cannot wait to see what he does in the future. That about wraps it up for the news this week. Keep your eyes glued to Comic Book Brawl for more updates. Okay, Brawlers, it's time for this week's Brawl of the Week. And this week's Brawl is pitting magic against tech. 
On one side, we have John Constantine. And on the other, we have Reed Richards. Brawlers, this week we have two rounds in this fight. Round one, they're going to solve a crime in the Top Cow universe. The stipulations are, which blade has been murdered? Who can solve the crime first? And in round two, we have just a straight up fight. The location is in Vought Tower. Homelander is overseas. He's not there. The stipulation is two hours of prep with both parties only knowing it's a tech versus magic fight. All the other normal stipulations apply. Guys, there's a lot to think about in this fight. So, let's start with it. Bullseye, what do you have? Uh, let's see. I kind of think the... I kind of think the solving the murder one is a little easier to figure out because, to me personally, I think Constantine is the better detective. Reed, Reed is smart. We all know he's smart. All right, but he is more of finding a solution type thing, not necessarily finding, you know, technically like a murder or something, you know? So I, I don't know. That one was really easy for me to give to Constantine. Um, and then for the battle itself, but I don't know, two hours prep for Reed. I, I just think back to, what was it, the Secret Wars, whenever the Hulk uh, caught that mountain and they had to like Reed Richards figured out how to one piss keep pissing him off to keep that mountain up and two to figure out how to get Iron Man's thrusters to get that mountain off of all the heroes that were all knocked out and I know Constantine has done some crazy feats of prep as well but Reed Richard thinking on the fly so fast in like I don't know 90% of what he does in the Vought Tower? Well, with two hours prep, I don't know. I, I kind of got to give that one to read. Honestly, I was on the fence on a little bit of these, but I'll be honest, Bullseye really uh, made some solid points there. For the solving the murder part, they both are geniuses at what they do. But Reed, being the smartest guy on the planet, doesn't really solve crimes. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he'd still solve crimes better than like 99.999% of all Earthlings. But John Constantine's main thing is being pretty much like an occult detective. And Witchblade's kind of like a magic tech combination character. So I think he'd be able to use the occult side of the situation and solve the crime a little bit better. I think that's just more in his wheelhouse. And not that he would solve it with like time to spare. Reed would be on his heels, but no. I'm with Bullseye on that. I think uh, Constantine would solve the crime before Reed would. In a straight fight, though, again, I Bullseye really did influence my answer here. I got to go with uh, Reed on this one, too. Doc, uh, John Constantine is absolutely a beast if you give him a little bit of time to plan things out. But Reed, two hours prep in a tech building, Basically, it comes down to, can John Constantine use magic to beat a tech guy? Or can Reed use tech to beat a magic guy? And I feel like Reed would be more adept at crossing that barrier than I think Constantine would be able to cross it to beat the technology. Again, it wouldn't be like a shutout, like Reed just takes it handily. I think Constantine would definitely show some surprises there. But I think Reed could predict Constantine more than John would be able to predict Reed. So I got to edge out for Reed on this one. So round one, 
Constantine round two read. Uh, for the sake of not beating a dead horse again, I, I gotta agree with uh, Bullseye and Sinestro on on both accounts. I mean, Constantine really is like a paranormal supernatural detective, and I, I gotta go with him on solving solving the murder. And when you give Reed any any kind of space to work with any kind of technology, or really just any kind of resources, I mean, it's hard to hard to go against him. And I mean, he's got experience against just about everything in the book. Like, there's there's not a lot you can throw at him that he hasn't seen before. The man's been all over the place, fought against just about every type of villain you can think of in in a straight up fight. Got to go read. All right. So I do think in round one, Constantine takes it. Um, I wrote down that uh, Constantine, while Reed is smarter, Constantine is wiser and he has more insight that's required to solve a crime, I believe. So I think he takes that pretty handedly, actually. Now for round two, I also have Constantine, but it's because the technology in the tower isn't what Reed is used to in his universe. It's actually a little bit less than. And so I think Constantine, with this ability to have contingencies upon contingencies, could surprise Reed because Reed doesn't have that technological advantage he would if he had, you know, his tower or Avengers Tower or someplace that he's used to with like art technology and so on and so forth. So I do think that the time or the universe is actually against Reed because of the lack of technological advances that he's akin to having. So I think Constantine is able to take the second round also. I like that. I like that. That's a great point. Um, and using the location very well. I mean, like you said, Reed doesn't have that technology he's used to. Uh, so for me, round one, I completely agree with you guys. I mean, John is a detective. He's a great detective. And I, I just have to imagine, this is, this is something he would be doing, you know, in a comic book of his own. John would, wins this one, hands down. <clears throat> round two... I think he wins, and it's not because I think he's going to outsmart Reed, but John has some feats where, you know, he has outsmarted really powerful beings, you know, the devil, for one. John is far more dastardly and underhanded than Reed. He will push the envelope without much care for what happens to Reed at all until, you know, way down the road when he's got to repent, because that's how John usually is. I think he's willing to go farther than Reed would, and that is what would push him over the edge to take Reed in a fight. And the two hours prep, I mean, Constantine is, in my opinion, he's right up there with Batman in terms of prep. He's done some crazy, crazy feats with prep. Um, One that sticks out in my head is from Trinity War, where he tricks Shazam away from the battlefield to steal his powers, to use his powers for something else. Um... I think he was trying to get towards Pandora's box and opening that. But he had this whole plan set up that just... He was bang, 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 bang. Because he had prepped for it. So I I think John ends up taking that just because... He's he's almost as good as Reed in terms of prep, I think. And he's far more underhanded. And he's willing to go the extra mile to win that fight. I like those points. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Brawlers. Well... 
there you have it. Round one, a complete sweep for John Constantine. Round two, a 3-2 to victory for Reed right now. Because, Brawlers, you can head on over to Comic Book Brawl, find the Brawl of the Week, and let us know. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Who do you guys think takes this fight? Round one, round two. Is it John or is it Reed? Let us know. Okay, Brawlers. Tonight, we are taking a look at the impacts of two of the biggest properties in Nerdum, Harry Potter and Star Trek. Guys, these are both absolute monsters in the Nerdum game and have made major impacts in people's lives and sometimes in ways people don't even realize. So if we're taking a look at each, what would your favorite parts of each one of these be? My favorite part of... I gotta be honest, I've loved both since I was a little kid. My father pretty much raised me on Star Trek, so I was watching that ever since I was a little kid. Harry Potter, I was about a teenager when I first started to experience it. Fell in love with it right away. Not the books, though. I'm not as cultured as that. I've just stuck with the movies. But if I gotta name my favorite for each... Uh... As much as the nostalgia of the original series with my dad watching it, I probably had the most fun with the 2009 reboot Star Trek movie, just because it kind of did. It was a continuation, while at the same time being a sequel, while at the same time being a reboot, and it, in my opinion, it did it all perfectly. It honored the past and paved a new future. For Harry Potter, it's probably gonna be a popular answer around here, but I gotta go with the Prisoner of Azkaban movie. To from first movie to last, I still think it was the best movie of the series. Plus, I really like the fact that it was pretty much the only one that didn't have Voldemort as the villain in some form or another. So yeah, I gotta go with 2009 Star Trek and Prisoner of Azkaban movie. Mm, I like those. Those are good picks. Prisoner of Azkaban was fantastic. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. That was a good. That's a good. That's a good movie. Uh, even if you take like Harry Potter out of it, like the Harry Potter universe just as a movie by itself, it's a good movie. Mm. So, uh, forgive me for a moment. Um, all right. So, as a personal favorite for Star Trek, it's going to be Undiscovered Country. That's just because I remember watching that with my dad and my brother, and I like the whole political espionage part of it. Now, I do acknowledge it's not the best movie, but that's a personal favorite. The best movie. I do think it's Star Trek 2009 for a lot of reasons that uh, Sinestro said that it does three things perfectly at the same time. So, and I think that's a good introduction to anyone who wants to jump into the Star Trek universe. And then for TV shows, I wasn't sure if we were just doing movies or TV shows. I had to do Deep Space Nine. Uh, I remember I had the Deep Space Nine Lego set that mm-hmm. I um, built with my dad and everything. So, nice. or not Lego set, it was a model set. But with lights and everything. Uh, for Harry Potter, I'm going to go with the actual best movie, because uh, mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban is number two. Ooh. Uh, and that's The Goblet of Ouch. Fire. So uh, I believe Goblet of Fire is the best <laughs> one. Uh, I'm personally, I, I, this is again a little personal bias. I'm a sucker for a good tournament. And I don't know, like, give me, like, and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like the whole introduction to the other schools, even though they didn't have a big role afterwards, but just for the context of that movie, I thought it was pretty cool um, to show the other schools um, in that world and just having Harry thrown into the you know, into the mix, Trial by Fire, and all that jazz. <laughs> I get it, Trial by Fire, Goblet of Fire, funny. <laughs> I understood that reference. 
I understood that reference. No, that, um, when Goblet of Fire came out, I was very excited because they killed off the vampire from uh, Twilight in it. And now he's Batman, so I don't feel as good about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, just got to start off this episode saying that uh, my experience with Star Trek is extremely limited. I've only seen a handful of episodes here and there from a few different of the series a long, long time ago. Couldn't couldn't tell you what I was watching, what was actually happening, what the storyline was. I just knew it was a bunch of folks out in space. Yeah, it's Star Trek. <laughs> um, so I, I really can't touch on the series much, if at all, honestly. Um, really, my only significant experience with them are the newer movies, of which I also got to say Star Trek 2009 has definitely been my favorite Star Trek thing that I've ever seen. As for Harry Potter, much, much bigger fan of that. I've seen all the movies a pretty decent number of times. Um. Picking an absolute favorite one was difficult. Goblet of Fire's definitely up there. Prisoner of Azkaban, way up there. But uh, as I mentioned in our uh, uh, Lord of the Rings versus uh, well, the Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars, we did right. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, in in that episode, I mentioned when it came to Lord of the Rings that I'm. I'm just a sucker for finales. So whether it was anybody else's favorite or not, I just love when a story comes to a big rousing finale, big battle, you know, everything comes together. Um, so Deathly Hollows uh, 1 and 2 are probably probably tied for me. I'd probably go with 2 just because of the big big battle and the big, you know, overall um wrap up to the story like i said that that's probably got a lot to do with bias just because i do love big finales um if we take away the finale aspect i might i might have to go with prisoner of azkaban as my favorite uh harry potter movie so either one of those hey they're good picks and oh, it was a good finale too i mean it was a great battle at the end. A battle for oh. uh, Hogwarts. Yeah, no matter what the series is, if it's a longish running series or any kind of series of movies where you meet a bunch of characters along the way and then at the end they just all come together and, uh, you know, just have to fight through this big looming villain that's been built up through all the movies. That's That's always been my cup of tea no matter what the franchise is hmm. avengers avengers assemble <laughs> i would i, I, I want like to do it this podcast but i want to challenge that because i don't know i don't know there's one series where i'm willing to bet that the finale was trash <laughs> Ooh. i know which one uh, he's right he's right it was trash bro yeah okay oh. yeah i know which one you're talking about and i gotta agree that is the anomaly I, I don't know what we're talking about. What are we talking about? <laughs> I know of I know of two. Technically, one's more of a sitcom, but the ending of that one was absolute ass. And then 
Yeah, another really big, almost one of the greatest shows of all time. Just oh, so bad. Such oh, a bad finale. One, one of those uh, is clearly Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> but, what's the other, but what's the other thing? <laughs> For me, How I Met Your Mother, the end of How I yeah. Met Your Mother was so bad, dude. I knew that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Gotta I agree. was talking about Twilight. The, that that culmination of that final oh. battle. Oh. Absolute. Totally. Oh, Manta, you did, you yeah. didn't like how the entire awesome battle was just trick, just a dream, just a prediction of the future. I so no even, happened. even if it wasn't a dream, it was still trash. Like that's the thing about it. Even if it wasn't a dream, it was still trash. It was still but a trash it, battle. Was but it trash. it was a battle. You had big old wolves trash. biting off vampire heads. Trash that that, that was. You can't tell me that was yeah. a good battle. Those weren't. Weird. I want to watch. If I want to watch. <laughs> I want to watch vampires and werewolves fight each other. I'm watching Underworld. Absolutely. Yeah, Wait, but they're not so, big wolves. They're, so I never watched. <laughs> I never watched. I never watched or read any Twilight. Are you telling me the series really ended like that? Yeah, it was. It was pretty lame. Yes. We're gonna I hate have to when they end stuff in a dream, man. I hate that. We're gonna have to do a full episode on just trash endings for movies. Yeah, the fact that like you watch this big battle go down, you watch all these characters die and just get ripped apart and everything, and then find out that it was all a dream, and then once the dream is over, nothing really happens after that. It just kind of slap in the face. It's yeah, really one of the much. biggest FUs in cinema history. Like, yeah. I, I, I gotta ask, uh, Doom, was the finale of the Matrix trilogy your favorite Matrix movie? God, no. Bullseye, what are your favorite parts from each of these? Uh, man, I'm gonna have to sound like a broken record because just like <laughs> just like Doom, man, I my introduction to Star Trek was the Chris Pine movies. And I, I, I love, well, in all fairness, I only saw the first two. I always went to see the third one, but I just never had the time to go watch it. And I honestly, I loved them. And I would, I would be down to dip my toe into more Star Trek. I just, it's one of those things, kind of like, kind of like, like Doctor Who or something, where I, I have no idea where to start. There's so many different seasons of episodes of. You got Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine. You have fucking. I don't know what all the other ones are called. Okay, I don't know, but still, there's so much of it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I have no idea where to start, but those movies themselves, all right. Like I knew who Scotty was. Okay, I knew who, um, God, who was the young actor that that uh, that sadly passed away? Uh, the Russian guy. He was awesome in those movies, you know. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they. I, I was invested. I lo- I loved them. They were really cool. So yeah, I'd have to go with the same thing with you guys, with the the 2009. But in, at the same time, I feel like that was made for. A newer audience you know and since i had no idea what was going on with all the old stuff it was easy for me to watch that you know and then uh, for harry potter for harry potter i would actually i'm actually gonna go with the books uh i read them a lot when i was in elementary school like we would have this old little reading challenge where like every year you had to read so many books and that was like seven books i got to read right there you know so mm. I was easy points so I, I read them all the time um I, I don't dislike the movies. I just don't like that the movies excluded a lot, and exclu- especially with the final movie, the final battle. Uh, there's a lot of characters that are in the that are in the books that are not even talked about in the in the movies at all, you know. And honestly, especially with the beginning ones, you know, child actors are really hard to watch. For me, like they're trying their best. 
I get that. <laughs> I get that. But you guys go back and watch the Sorcerer's Stone, <laughs> bro. It is. I just do not understand. In book, it's kind of easier. But in in movies, it's like, bro, you are ten, you are eleven years old. Whatever's going on with the Sorcerer's Stone, mind your damn business. That has nothing to do with you, dog. Like they tried their, they tried their best. Bro, it's there's adults at that school. Let them handle that shit. Like you're you're eleven and you just learned magic and you're not even doing well. You're not even trying to. If I was if I was him, I'd be trying to learn everything. But uh, with the books, in all fairness, Harry is not much different. But. I don't have to see a stupid kid actor do it. But my favorite <laughs> my favorite book would actually be uh the Goblet of Fire book. The Goblet of Fire book. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I mean, come on, the movie is good. The movie it did leave out a bunch of key points, a lot of stuff. There's actually a character in in the book that's not even anywhere near the movie, and I really liked his little side story and stuff and yeah, it was it was actually it was also super dark. It was way more dark. And it's actually it was kind of like the first one in the book series to go that dark. And I know the movies kind of did that too, but the book was even worse. So, or I mean, I guess better. So, yeah, I would I would have to say that is probably my favorite my favorite Harry Potter property, not to bring up the newer game that came out Hogwarts Legacy, which was fantastic. I I could have put that one up there. I don't know if you guys have played it yet. Go do it. It is it is really cool to run around Hogwarts and all that, but yeah, I would have to go with the the fourth book. It's actually one of the next games on my list. I got it sitting in the next room. It's so good. I do need to get that. I haven't played it yet. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's actually next yeah. on my list as well. Um, I, I just got Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So after that playthrough, I will be going to Hogwarts. Yeah, I actually need to play both those games. For me. We'll start with Harry Potter, and I appreciate you guys saying what you think are the best movies, but I'm going to tell you what actually is the best movie, and it's my favorite part of it, and that's The Order of the Phoenix. How How is it not The Order no. of the Phoenix? Oh, no. Order of the Phoenix gives us the best villain in Harry Potter. Dolores Umbridge is the best villain. She is the worst kind of person. She is bad. She's terrible. Oh, she's someone Absolutely you just love terrible. to hate. You want to wring her neck. She was fantastic. I just hated her. I didn't love to hate her. I just hated her. And this like is ten times worse in the books, too. If you hate her on that, oh, she, oh, when she finally got hers, I was so excited. But, oh, I mean, I love a good villain. And Dolores Umbridge, whew, her introduction was awesome. And not only that, but this was the movie where Harry, obviously finally said, enough's enough. We need to fight back. And started organizing and started becoming, you know, who he is, the, the boy who lived, the one who's going to stop Voldemort. And he he comes really face-to-face -face with his first big loss. Well, <clears throat> big loss that he can really remember. Losing his, uh, in the... Godfather. Yeah, Godfather. Uh, it's his uncle in the book, Sirius right? Black. Sirius Black. No, it's his godfather in the book. Oh, it is? Okay, I thought it was different in the, the movie in the book for a second. Okay, so it's the same? All right. Yeah. So, but yeah, but he loses Sirius Black. And, you know, oh, and Bellatrix was fantastic in the movie at the end of that. I killed Sirius Black. Oh, but that, love that movie. And for Star Trek, I mean, I, I did like the new ones. They're fantastic, obviously. They look so much better than the old series. But for me, it's always going to be Wrath of Khan. And as a kid, that's one of the first times I can remember one of the main characters of the good guys dying. 
just to come back in the next movie. Yeah, which again, I I didn't particularly care for that. Like I thought it was fantastic when he died, and you know you have uh, William Shatner Khan, but uh, that for me is you know it's one of the earlier memories of movies I saw. Um, I was never a huge Star Trek guy. Never watched the series. I I think I've really only seen the movies and uh, you know maybe a handful of TV shows in passing. You know, episodes in passing, and I couldn't even tell you uh, really what they were about. Uh, it's been mainly the movies for me, and Wrath of Khan is just... It was so good, and I mean, visually, it doesn't hold up anymore, but story-wise, still holds up, which is why the newer ones tried to copy it and lie to us all about who Benedict Cumberbatch was in the second one. Yeah, we all knew. Worst kept secret. Right? <laughs> we, we know who that is. No, it's John Smith. You're not even giving him a good name. <laughs> no, I did like in Rafa Khan. I like the last battle inside the nebula where they're like on equal footing and they're just trying to guess where each other are. I, I like that last battle mm. between the two. That's pretty cool. I, my, my only comment to all that is if I had a gun with one bullet and I had Voldemort and Dolores Umbridge, unfortunately, the Dark Lord is going to win. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm way cooler with him hanging around than her. I'd I'd rather shoot that bitch in the face, <laughs> and the Dark Lord of the freaking uh, like wizardry or whatever, just like keep going about his like genocidal plants. I'd be like, I'm sorry, guys, I had no choice. Yeah, like, what do you want me to do? I made I made the only choice I could. Kind of like in Django Unchained, where the old boy just he had no choice but to shoot Leo, even though he knew it was going to be the death of him. Yeah, look, give 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 me a second bullet. I might shoot Dolores twice. <laughs> 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 the double tap it's a rule uh all right guys so s- staying with our favorite parts kind of what's a property or even a person like a writer or a director that you personally cherish today that was inspired by one of these franchises okay so for my harry potter actually i'm not gonna lie i cheated um i wrote down uh it kind of led to a, a resurgence in fantasy and sci-fi writing. I, I'm a big reader, and you know I've been reading like since like the '90s. But after Harry Potter came out and concluded, there's just been like a big like like a plethora of like fantasy franchises that's that's come out lately. Like over the last, I say like I mean like 10, 15 years, that you know, these writers. Uh, I feel like got emboldened by the success of Harry Potter and went out there. And because of it, there's been so many, uh, so much success following um, Harry Potter. Um, so I'm just going to say all fantasy and sci-fi writing in general in the last 15 years. Now for Cheater. Star Trek, <laughs> what's that? Cheater. Yes, definitely <laughs> cheated. Uh, for Star Trek, I did go with Babylon 5. Now the reason why I went with Babylon 5 is first thing, is that Babylon 5 was the first uh, show since Star Trek to win, sci-fi show to win the Hugo Award, which is like a nerd award for science fiction, drama, so on and so forth. So Babylon 5 was the first one to win that award since Star Trek as a sci-fi only show. And then um, the creator of Babylon 5 was told that Star Trek paved the way for other Star Trek and that his franchise wouldn't like be successful. And after you've got a greenlit, it showed that Star Trek paved the way for other sci-fi in general and not just for other Star Trek properties. So Babylon 5 was able to uh, thrive because of Star Trek. So that's my pick. 
Um, and I say Babylon Five, I mean the '90s Babylon Five, not the uh, not the reboot. So yeah, I actually think I've seen more episodes of Babylon Five than I ever did of Star Trek. And I, I wasn't a big really into it either, but I think I I think I've actually seen more episodes of that. And I love me some Babylon Five. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, as far as properties go that were inspired by either, um, I just think when it comes to Star Trek, I think the obvious choice is Star Wars, right? I mean, that's that's got to be like the biggest thing that either have inspired. And I mean, it arguably one of the biggest franchises of all time. So I, I definitely got to go with that for uh, Star Trek. Makes sense. Uh, now. As far as Harry Potter goes, I don't really personally know anything that was directly inspired by Harry Potter. There might be some stuff out there that might be kind of obvious that I, I just not aware of exactly. I I know that the author or the mangaka said it was some of it was purely coincidental. When I watched this anime and read the manga, I could not help but notice a, a ton of similarities between Harry Potter and Naruto. There's just so many, so many similarities from the, you know, the cursed boy with no family being, you know, just cast into this role of being like the quote unquote chosen one to take down you know, I mean, I guess Naruto was not necessarily cast into the role of taking down uh, Orochimaru, but you also can't you can't doubt the fact that they both have two very prominent snake themed villains. You know, the whole main team being uh, children in school. I, I don't know. There, there's just like I said. I know it's not a direct inspiration, but there's there's so many different uh similarities between it to where i always honestly felt like it had to have taken a pretty good amount of inspiration from harry potter hey it works you find the similarities you know all right for me it's funny because even though i have not seen a lot of star trek uh we did get some pretty cool things from the concept of star trek and so i'm gonna say actually i'm gonna say my harry potter one first because it's gonna be short short and sweet I'm going to be really quick about it. And I'm not going to make it awkward. And I'm just going to get on with my life. Okay, mm. the Harry Potter movies gave us Emma Watson. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. That's my wifey. All right, that's that's it. We got Emma Watson. That That's all I got from Harry Potter. All right, that's all I got. But I got, I got two things that we got from Star Trek that I really like. And one of them I'm only going to say a little bit of because it's kind of more niche. But the first one... I can't see us having Star Trek. Or I can't see us having Firefly without Star Trek. Oh, and I, oh, I love Firefly. That's a good point. It's one of those things that it shouldn't have, you know, obviously it was done dirty on that work. Like it should not have been, you know, done how it was. And, you know, it is what it is, but I am happy we got closure with Serenity. And I, I watched the first episode of that. I was, I went in thinking I was going to hate it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then, the second thing that we got is I'm a gigantic RPG player, and this series is basically Star Trek in a way, but made almost more like more Japanese and more RPG, and that is the Star Ocean series, 
which I feel like we would not have the Star Ocean series if we didn't have, you know, Star Trek. So it's really easy to go and say, like, you know, we got, you know, like Star Wars and all that, and you guys already touched on that. So I decided to go two more little niche things that, you know, we, we got. And I really do like the Star Ocean games. Um, one of them is in my top 10 favorite, like, games of all time. So, I don't know, I figured it'd be safe to mention it. But, yeah, that's, ba- that's basically what I got. I'm the remake right now, just saying. You want to get it? I haven't got it yet. I want to get it. All right, <clears throat> little uh, little outside the box there. I like that because because with mine, I uh, both of mine are a little outside the box. Really, um, it wasn't exactly properties inspired by it. So for Harry Potter, I think the coolest thing is the Universal attraction, where you can go to Hogwarts, you can you know ride the train. I'm not sure what else is there now because it's been a very long time since I've been down there, but. I think that's the coolest thing it inspired because you can kind of go there and be in the world for a little bit. That, that's got to be really cool, especially for major, major fans of it to be able to experience something like that. And for Star Trek, all the technology it inspired that we rely on today now, especially cell phones, um, tablets, um, it, it inspired FaceTime technology, inspired Bluetooth communications. So much of that, what we have now, came from Star Trek. I think that would be my favorite inspiration because it's just so woven into today's society now. Yeah, I'm still waiting on teleporters, man. We need teleporters. I don't want to walk anymore. I don't want to work. Can I just be fat? Can't I just be fat? I'm not trying to go nowhere. I'm not getting getting dematerialized and then cloned somewhere else. I saw the prestige. I know how that shit works. <laughs> no, we're talking real teleporters. All we got to do is make sure no flies go in there with us. Oh, Jeff Goldblum style. But there's a lot of flies out there, man. That's a deep reference. Well, you guys are thinking outside the box. I'm going to crawl right back into it. Uh, as Doom already mentioned, I'll touch on a little bit more Star Wars. I mean, George Lucas has actually claimed he was a fan of Star Trek when the original series was out in the late 60s. Which he even he even stated that it played an influence on the development of Star Wars. There was a documentary actually called Trek Nation, where George Lucas himself actually says that Star Wars stood on the shoulders of Star Trek. I love Star Wars. I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than Star Trek fan, and doesn't take much to say that Star Wars probably wouldn't exist, at least not in the way it does, if it wasn't for Star Trek. Uh, and on a side note, another inspiration from Star Trek. Futurama. Now, if would we that. still have Futurama? Would we still have Futurama without Star Trek? It's possible. Would we have it in the same way as it is? Probably not. I think Star Trek and the stuff that Star Trek inspired all domino affected into a point where we got Futurama, and that's top five animated <laughs> shows of all time for me. So, props to Star Trek. I don't think we'd have Futurama the way we have it without it. For Harry Potter, I feel like the success of the Harry Potter books and the Harry Potter movies kind of like inspired a slew of young adult novels and stuff like that. And some of them, the very hit or miss. Uh, if you like the Twilight series, all the power to you. They weren't for me. But they also inspired, it in some way led to the Hunger Games movies. And I've I feel like we wouldn't have gotten those young adult books turned into those young adult movies if it wasn't for the massive success of Harry Potter. 
I got I gotta I gotta thank Harry Potter again just for giving me Hunger Games because I actually really did like that series. And to touch base on what Nemesis mentioned about uh, Harry Potter Land or whatever it's called in Universal, I did go there. I did go to Ollivander's, and I have my own Sirius Black wand in its case. It's sitting right next to my Captain America shield. So, good good answer on that, Nemesis. Very nice. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I, I will cherish that. That's the second item in my geek collection that will number at least 10 to 15 things before I'm done. But it's a slow process. But yeah, those are my uh, favorite inspirational outcomes from Star Trek and Harry Potter. No, there's a lot of good in there, guys. We we talked about a lot of good stuff from each property and a lot of great stuff that's inspired. But guys, if all of this great stuff has come from both universes, there's got to be a couple of misses, right? So talking about misses a little bit, I think for me, the biggest miss of Harry Potter, because I, I really enjoyed from beginning to end the whole story and the evolution of the movies, but the biggest miss was Harry and Hermione not ending up together. How did that happen? Like, how did that, like, that was set up perfectly. How did that not happen? I mean, I think. I kind of. I kind of feel like they were never asking, really supposed to. Yeah, like I don't, I don't are know. Are you asking I'm... us? Because no. I'm glad they didn't. It's more rhetorical because <laughs> been... the the authors <laughs> come out and said now she wishes she had gone back and made them end up together. I'm I'm glad she didn't. It, it would have been too cliche. I don't know, yeah, I, Ron needed a win at some point. <laughs> He's a good chess player. <laughs> yeah, I mean he, he got his win there. He was fine with chess. I, Not me. I don't know. Not For me, that me. that kind of blew my mind. I I figured they would end up together easily and uh star trek i mean it's it's hard to say not having seen a lot of it but maybe so many spinoffs is kind of off-putting to people so since it's not one story um but i know i know there's a lot of love for next generation and usually that's debated against the original which next generation just seemed far more successful i mean the original had what a three-year run and was canceled and only became big because of the movies. But that's neither here nor there. I don't know. For Star Trek, I just... I don't know it enough to say what it really it could have missed on. I haven't watched it enough. You know, for me, I, I, I guess just being so much of it and not... Uh, and trying to branch out too, too much might be, might be a miss for me. Well, for me, uh, see, for Star Trek... Man, I don't know. I have... Don't get me wrong. I haven't specifically looked really hard but i have never really and you guys can can correct me if i'm wrong i've never seen or heard of a very very good star trek video game i don't know if there's like a really good one out there and it's been around for so long like i know at one point they were talking about making an mmo star trek game but i don't know if they ever went through with that they may have and it flew under the radar i i honestly have no idea I feel like that'd be really cool. Have everybody out in their own custom-made enterprises and just running around to planets and stuff, and running into people and stuff. So, I, for me, I feel like there should be a lot, a lot more video games based around Star Trek. Well, there is a Star Trek Online, which seems There's to a be mobile game. an open world. It's a uh, described as a free-to-play sci-fi massively multiplayer space MMORPG open, yeah, open world game. I don't know. I haven't played it at all but that seems that might be uh, that might be what you're talking about sir 
It, I mean, like I said, I haven't heard much good stuff about anything like that. So maybe that's something I need to check out. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's really good for like diehard fans. But that's probably why I haven't heard it because it's, you know what I mean? Like I just I'm not that diehard about it. Yeah, I, I my, haven't heard much about it either. My dad was a huge Trekkie, and um, he had uh, what was it called? It was a Star Trek game for the Sega Genesis, um, that we used to play. I used to play that a lot, actually. So, uh, I won't call it a revolutionary game, but <laughs> for the time that it came out, it was a fun game. Now, does it hold up today? Of course not. But for the time, I think it was kind of a big deal. See, well, then I would like to change mine up to why is there not? Why isn't there as many good games? Because Star Wars pumps mm-hmm. out games, right? How come Star Trek isn't pumping out a bunch of games? No, that, that's a good question because I do think a, a MMO would be a great success for um, Star Trek. And then for the for the Harry Potter uh, universe and all that, man, the Fantastic Beast movies, I could not get into them. I watched like the first one. I fell asleep on the second one. Had no desire to watch the third one. It's it kind of sucks because it giving it's giving us more in that universe, but. It doesn't hit the same. Maybe it's because I'm older. I have no idea. I thought like there was only like maybe two good characters in the entire thing. The second movie had like nothing to do with Fantastic Beasts to begin with. Like there was barely any beasts in there. And I don't know. They they still found a way to make it all about like Dumbledore and stuff. And just I don't know. It just it it didn't hit me right. I felt like that was a complete a complete oversight, a complete miss in my opinion. Yeah, that. That one really kind of felt like it started in one place and then shifted to Dumbledore's origin. Yeah, I mean, we already had him. I understand it. Like, you know, wizards are living longer than us, I guess. But, like, bro, we don't need to hear... that. I, I hate when they do that. It's, I have the same thing with, like, X-Men movies. I love the X-Men. Not everything has to be about Wolverine. Mm-hmm. All right? Like, let's look at Thank somebody God, else. Yeah. Like, shit, man. Like, there's so much you could have wrote about. There was, like, a Goblin War... In, in the books mentioned in Harry Potter. Give us a movie about that. That sounds awesome. I would you know, but that. Yeah, so I don't know. I just felt like, you know, I was excited for him, and I watched him. I was like, dude, I don't know what this is. I don't want to watch these no more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't finish them either. I didn't care for the first one, and then didn't bother with the other two. Well, not to touch base too much on what you guys already said, but yeah, there was... A lot of Star Trek material that's out there. It kind of makes it a little daunting on where to actually begin. Like, every, and everyone has their own favorites. Like, like both, like uh, Manta mentioned how he loved Deep Space Nine. Uh, Next Generation was my favorite. You might have the next person where the OG series is their favorite. You might have another person after that who might actually say Voyager or one of the series that I can't even think of off the top of my head. There's just, there's too much. It makes it really hard for someone new to come into like a series as opposed to one of the movies. But if I had to pick where I think they went wrong the, the biggest, like their first movie, Star Trek the Motion Picture. God, they went from the series to like movies and they made just one of the worst sci-fi movies ever. God, that movie was just so trashy. I don't know how like we got that movie and then the very next movie we got Wrath of Khan, one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. Like that turnaround from first to second, like sweet lord, it would have been like going from X Men Origins Wolverine directly to Logan. Like 
I can't make another comparison. I just I don't understand how they did it, but for Harry Potter, yeah, Fantastic B series. I mean, I've seen all three. Sadly, I think the third one actually was the best one. The what's called the Secrets of Dumbledore. But yeah, like the acting was decent. The story was just it was uneventful. It just didn't pull you in. Like at least with Harry Potter, it was a coming of age story. Like you're growing up. Like I grew up with these kids in Harry Potter. Like I was only a few years older than Harry Potter himself was in the story as the movies were going on. I got to experience them becoming like who they were. The Fantastic Beast movie, first off, making an entire movie series off of like a book that's mentioned in Harry Potter, I feel like it was a stretch to begin with. I think there was a lot of different places they could have went instead of Fantastic Beasts. Heck, they could have went to the dawn of the schools and actually have like Slytherin and stuff like that, like have them be the characters in the story, which ends with the school being named after them. Like that would have been a lot more interesting than following Newt Scamander and him occasionally pulling out a weird animal to help solve a problem. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm saying the entire series is where <laughs> Harry Potter missed. But yeah, that that's where that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like I said before, those movies were just eh. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, everybody already touched on the ones that I had on my list. Um. I had two for each one. Um, for Star Trek, uh, as Sinestro said, there's just a lot and a lot of different series. And even though, like I said, never really was a huge fan, I just feel like the fact that there's so many different starting points and not knowing the definitive starting point or even how they connect or if they connect or just, just it being kind of all over the place just comes off a little daunting to me doesn't make it feel very uh accessible to new audiences that might be looking to get into it um i'm sure there's some kind of breakdown list that you could find online on exactly how to watch it or you could just watch it in order of when they came out but i don't know like i said there's just a lot of different series it just kind of feels like it's a lot uh and also as bullseye said um a lack of a big i guess like mainstream game for it i feel like i'd i'd be down to to check out a uh big like open world open galaxy universe style game some kind of i don't know starfield mass effect style open world type Star Trek game sounds like it would be pretty cool. So yeah, I've always kind of wondered with such a big franchise why there wasn't, you know, a big big kind of mainstream game franchise for it. And then for Harry Potter, uh as Nemesis mentioned, not necessarily Harry Potter not uh ending up with Hermione, but just the 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 romance aspect of the whole movie and book franchises in general um I, now i gotta admit i haven't read all the books and it's been ages since i read them so i can't touch on that a whole lot but in the in the movies it kind of just seemed like at the end they just 
kind of drew names out of a hat on which characters were going to end up together. It didn't really feel like a lot of the relationships were built up to where it felt believable that these characters were really that invested in each other. Mm. Which did not make me overly invested in their relationships with each other and what they would end up you know become the couples they would end up becoming okay no i can definitely see that uh <laughs> harry and jenny felt so forced like they didn't i don't know they didn't feel like they really even knew each other and they just kind of looked at each other and were like we're together now yeah yeah pretty much Wait, yeah Isn't in that the how it works <laughs> yeah like in the books um jenny is actually way better character that was actually one of the biggest misses was the one in the movie had no personality. Yeah. She had nothing she had nothing going for it. They just ended up together. But in the books, it's completely hinted on from the second book up. Wait, oh, you wow. guys didn't buy, you guys didn't buy the relationship when she tied his shoes that one time? I mean, that's what I look for in a woman. Good <laughs> not tie into my shoes. <laughs> Don't need these things coming off, you know? Not yeah. with not with Doom around anyways. Oh yeah. man. Hide your feet, bro. Gotta hide your toes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> eat, hide your toes Dr. Doom's on his way <laughs> alright so I think I think uh, Star Trek missed with his lack of continuity I believe the next generation in Deep Space Nine they you know they kind of tied together while they didn't take place over top of each other you know you had like Worf going from next generation to Deep Space Nine so you knew that they were connected and I think Star Trek um, I think, as Doom mentioned, its accessibility to new pe- to new um, fans, it started to lose that once it started jumping in time to like prequels or other parts of the universe, and just lacked that continuity that I think Star Trek needed to um, have it keep going to be successful. You know, it's one of the reasons why you know as much crap that Star Wars got for like the new trilogy, you know, they were all connected, right? So. I think that's important for um, that would have been important for Star Trek. Uh, And then for Harry Potter, I just think the whole Fantastic Beast is just a huge like money grab miss that was completely unnecessary and I wish didn't exist. I think Harry Potter as just the seven movies would have been great Um, but the cash grab I think has been the death of the franchise and um, yeah, I, did, I mean, I think that's really been the, the biggest miss. I saw the first one. I have no interest in seeing any more. Um, they're unappealing. They lack imagination. They lack inspiration, in my opinion. And they just like the magic that Harry Potter had when it first came out. Even though I was a little bit older when Harry Potter started to pop off, I still remember liking Harry Potter for um, all that creativity that it brought forth and everything. So, yeah. Oh, I 100% agree with that. That's uh, that's the nail being hit right on the head. The fact that we all didn't like the, the Fantastic Beasts, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. United in our common hatred. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they, they have to be done making those movies, right? They're not going to keep going forward with them, are they? I haven't heard anything about a new one. I, I don't think any more are actually on the schedule right now. Good. I think there's a I think there's a TV show being made. Well, no, a Harry Potter show is coming out, but not Fantastic Beasts. Oh, Fantastic Beasts, no. 
No, we are getting a brand new Harry Potter TV show, which it it feels a little early for that, doesn't it? To redo the story? Uh, Not for Hollywood. Yeah, that's a fact. You can remake a story before it's even done being told in Hollywood these days. But we do have it to look forward to. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, it'll give us a better Jenny and more details that uh, movies really couldn't that uh, were left out. True. But we know that's coming. But other than that, going forward from these franchises, what's something you guys want to see from them? I mean, obviously, Star Trek is a very easy one for me. Obviously, I would like better games. That's that's easy to see. Um, the accessibility would be really good. And honestly, I don't know. I don't. Is there a TV show going right now? Yes, like, Paramount Plus. Uh, Paramount Plus has one with uh, Anson Mount as uh, Captain Pike. Oh yuck! But they've got Spock, uh, Kirk. I believe came in season two. I think Ahura was on it. Like they have a lot of the original cast. I think it's kind of leading up to that. I mean, you can't. Oh, you mean original characters? Yes, characters, not the cast. Those those people That's are far say, too old to play Spock young characters. Is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> but he is a he is a wizard. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, any type of AAA game would be cool, even if they made like an RPG. You know, like. We get little Star Wars RPGs. We got Knights of the Old Republic. You know, why can't we get some Star Trek? You know, there's plenty of alien races out there. There's plenty of variety. There's, there'd be so much cool stuff on that, you know? And then with Harry Potter, it's kind of hard because it's still kind of mainstay in the way, like you said, there's stuff at Universal for it. You know, there's... I, she's probably writing another book. I have no idea. You know, but the TV show will be a nice touch. I guess, man, I don't want to go cliche with it, but I guess a, a multiplayer Hogwarts Legacy would be awesome. You know, let me run around with my friends. Let me let us all go into different houses and all like meet for breakfast and do what we got to do and stuff. And I mean, that'd be cool. Or uh, another thing I'll be looking forward to is never, never making another Fantastic Beast. That'd be something to look forward to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't really know where to go forward with Harry Potter. Like, we like so we just had that game. We they I think they had a play going for the longest time. They have another show coming. I I assume there's probably another movie series. They're gonna milk it forever. There's gonna be another movie series. I don't know what time it's gonna be in, but there'll be another one, I'm sure. So I, I with Harry Potter, I'm just gonna let's just sit and wait. Let's just see what comes up, you know. We're gonna get Harry Potter, Voldemort, Voldemort origins. I mean they I mean they could do that and. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but they actually touched on that in the book. <laughs> you don't get to see that any of that in the movies. You see like one scene in the movies. In the book, you get to hear about like all about his parents and how they're all fucked up and stuff. You know? Hey, more to look forward to in the series. Yeah. Well, I feel like I basically prepped for this episode by just reading Bullseye's uh, playbook for this entire thing because everything he keeps saying is like touching on what I wanted to say. For what I wish we could get for Star Trek is honestly like a console video game with a lot of attention to it. Like, I don't want like a half ass attention like that new Kong Skull Island video game that came out that Mm. honestly just looks like hot garbage. Everything I hear about it is trash. I don't want a Star Trek game with that kind of love and attention. I want like 
like Doom mentioned, like Mass Effect. Like I want that level of attention and love and detail put in. But like maybe get in the form, get a Star Trek game in like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, where you play as the character going from like port to port, but instead it's like planet to planet. And you do have those moments where you're on the ship and you're in battle with another ship. And, you know, I feel like that game could really excel. Like you could play as a captain or someone on the ship and you literally have to go through space battles, find out, be a little more tactical on where you go to like what planet to solve your problems, have full stories on these planets. No, it could give a serious Star Trek game, which I'm so really it's like it's been mentioned before. I'm shocked since we had Star Trek since the 60s and we've only had like a few games and none of them are really like ever discussed when people talk about awesome games from the past. Like seriously, I've I've, I've heard more people talk about Golden Axe than Star Trek video games. Not to trash on Golden Axe, that game was pretty awesome, but still. Uh, For Harry Potter, we're kind of already getting it. I like the idea that we're getting a series because I know the movies, they, there was no way the movies were ever going to touch on everything from the books. With a series, they could go more into like the stuff that some of my friends who've read the books have talked about. Like the Goblin Wars and stuff like that. The uprisings with like the... I think a lot of the goblins... Not the goblins, the house elves or something. Wasn't there like a revolution for them? Yeah, I feel like that was meant something that was mentioned. Yeah, I want to see more of the story, more in depth, and I'm hoping instead of like the series of movies we got, we get a series of seasons of shows, and that would be really great. And again, to touch on what freaking Bullseye keeps saying, uh, if they can make Hogwarts like multiplayer, so like a few buddies can get together and each go in their own houses, but not like an MMO. I don't need to log on to multiplayer Hogwarts and there's like a thousand other people running around all doing like weird jump around squat stuff and I have to like go around them to do my missions no have it be a legit game and you can have up to like a few players each from different houses and have your stories run parallel like you're doing your own thing but occasionally your thing crosses paths with the other person's thing like, my story crosses paths with Bullseye's story, and now all of a sudden we're on the same path doing the same mission, which then we end up, like, you know, departing, and he does more of his stuff, I do more of mine. Stuff like that, where I can join and help him, he can join and help me. But it's not one of those where I have a thousand other people running around getting in my way. But, wishful thinking, I haven't touched Hogwarts Legacy yet, I have the game. It's second on my list after I play Guardians of the Galaxy, so I can't wait to play both. But, I don't know. A man can dream. I'm still waiting on some other games that keep getting delayed, so kind of losing hope. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what the future holds. I agree. I, I wish more games would give us open world multiplayer. Like Starfield would have been so much fun playing with your friends. I mean, it was fun anyways. I don't don't get me wrong. I love the game, but if you could have played with your friends as well, that would have been way more fun. That would have been pretty cool. You know, uh, with all my time being split amongst all these other properties right now, I don't know if there's a Star Trek show or a Star Trek property that could come out that would captivate my attention. Uh, think about a TV show. Maybe a movie. I'm down for another movie. 
Uh, if we can get a, another Chris Pine four movie, um, I'll probably come out the woodwork for that. But besides that, nothing. I can't really think of anything that I really want to see from Star Trek. I'm perfectly content uh, revisiting the stuff that I love in the I loved in the past. So yeah, I don't want to say I'm done with it, but I can maybe a fourth movie. Uh, for Harry Potter, I am down for a TV show, uh, especially with HBO doing it, because HBO does definitely is one of the better um, companies to make a TV show, mm. and I think they you know they have more hits than they do misses in my opinion. So I'm down if anyone's going to give the TV show a shot, I'm glad it's them. I think they'll be able to, they have the best chances of doing it justice. And it's a good opportunity to get um, more visuals from the books that the movies missed. So I'm down for that, to explore that and to look at that. So um, I know a lot of people think it's too soon for a show, but I welcome the idea of a show because I think Harry Potter with the book, I think it's one of those properties that that might do better as a show, like a serious show than a um, movies. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what they left out. Like I, I said, I really like the movies, so... Getting more of it is uh, it's a great thing, in my opinion. So, yeah, I hate to sound like uh, all of our answers are just a bunch of copy and paste. But, yeah, for uh, Star Trek, definitely, like I mentioned earlier, as uh, Sinestro said, a big open world, open galaxy, uh, Starfield slash multi- uh, Mass Effect. Um, Open world game would definitely be um, what I would like to see most from a Star Trek game. Um, as Manta said, I would definitely be down for another um, sequel to the uh, newer movie franchise. Um, beyond that, yeah, like I said, my my knowledge of Star Trek is is pretty much pretty limited to really know what else I would want to see from the franchise going forward. And as for Harry Potter, um, yeah, I, I haven't gotten around to Hogwarts legacy yet, but the things that, uh, um, that bullseye and nemesis were talking about, I would definitely love to see that in a Harry Potter game as well. Um, actually, wait, was it Nemesis or Sinestro? I can't tell you, Bill sounded like, um, he did it again. This time he's recorded being racist. Jeez. I kid, I kid. Um, but do you (laughs) anyway? Um, (laughs) um, and then also for Harry Potter, um, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what the uh series is going to bring. Hopefully, um like I said, didn't get around to reading all the books. I read the first 3, I believe, but um from what Bullseye said, apparently there's a pretty insane amount that the movies didn't touch on, which I mean, par for the course when you're adapting a book into a movie. So, yeah, I definitely would love to see a more fleshed out story um give us all those details uh that the movies uh did not um so yeah i think i think that's those are the 
things I'd like to see from both franchises. No, we're and all also yes, no, no Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> yeah, we're all done with Fantastic Beasts. So uh, Warner Brothers, we know you're listening, as you usually are. Stop making those movies. No, I, I, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record uh, for both of them. I want to see multiplayer video games. Like, why? Why? Well, this is why a game that's full of cheaters like Call of Duty continues to make so much money. It's because you can play with your friends. You give us a Hogwarts game or a Star Trek game you can play with your friends that's, you know, big and open world and fun. Like, that, people are going to play it the shit out of that. I mean, people play, you know, World of Warcraft still and play it forever, and all they keep doing is adding missions to it and uh, just adding to it. And you can do that with either game. So why more people don't try that is just, it's, it's beyond me. But outside of just... You know, the video games. I I would I'd watch an older Harry story. There's got to be other evil wizards out there, right? Voldemort's not the first one to go bad. He's not going to be the last. Someone's going to pop up and you know probably want to take a shot at Harry because who's more famous than he is in the wizarding world, right? Neville. And uh, I mean, with Star Trek, I guess other than a game, I I don't know. I, I really don't know because I tried the new show. Because I, I said, you know, they got Spock and Uhura and Kirk's coming. Like, these are people I know. I could get into this. And I uh, probably made it half the season. If that. A couple episodes. It's just, it, you know, it doesn't really catch my attention. A new movie would be great. They have talked about one and bringing back uh, Chris Hemsworth as uh, Kirk's father. Using, um, uh, what were they going to use? Something to go to an alternate universe. And it was going to play on that. But, you know, I'd see that. But, uh, you know, other than that, I, I don't know. I can't think of a lot for Star Trek because I just, I was never that big of a fan of it. So basically, what we're saying is we all need game developers to start making games. Games and stop making Fantastic Beast movies. It's, it's, it's two simple wishes. And after all everything we just said, all of a sudden they come out with, we have a new video game, Fantastic Beasts. Like, damn it! <laughs> it's single player. <laughs> Multiplayer Fantastic Beast movie. That's what I needed. Or game. <laughs> well, they give a single player and be like, and you cannot use the controller. You have to use keyboard and mouse. You also can't use Fantastic Beasts. You can't use any beasts. It's all going to be about Dumbledore. Don't worry about it. You'll like it. Well, the first one and third will There'll be, be NPCs. Beasts. Yeah. You can see a beast in the background. That's about it. There's beasts on the loading screen. Oh, that'd be terrible. It's like a 10 stop side mission where you just take a few pictures. Oh, Pokemon Snap. Fantastic Beast Snap. Yeah. <laughs> that would be terrible. That would be awful. Uh, all right, Brawlers. Listen, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you all again for joining us. I, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Brawlers, Brawlers, you can head on over to Comic Book Brawl and pick up the Harry Potter Star Trek convo on the podcast post. Let us know what you loved about these great franchises. Let us know what you want to see going forward. Let us know what missed. Talk to us about Harry Potter and Star Trek. Uh, Brawlers, as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible, and Comic Book Brawl on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Also, you can find Admin Bullseye at Magnus Strife Gaming on YouTube or at twitch.tv backslash Magnus Strife. That one has two eyes in it. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest updates 
We are out of here for tonight. Good night.